Summoners y bienvenido a League of Legends Radio. Yo soy su anfitrión, Pondre Sea Lion. Ah, huh? pretty good, pretty good. Raise your hand if you never want to hear me speak Spanish again on this show. Okay, that's about what I expected. But, as I said en español, welcome to League of Legends Radio. I am your host, Pondre Sea Lion. This week, we're going to be talking about lane control because I myself am becoming a laner, I'm becoming one of... One of the unwashed masses playing mid and top lane. I know, it's pretty depressing, but I'll go into it a little bit more. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is I am going to Podcast Movement again this year. And I went last year, and it was great. But that's when the show was a lot smaller, so, you know, uh, I can expect some uh, groupies this year. <laughs> but, just kidding. Um, but it should be a lot of fun. I'm actually recording this a bit in advance. Uh, I'm leaving on... Monday, July 4th, and getting back uh, the next Saturday, I think. And we're taking the train, so that's about 30 hours in the train on the way up to Chicago from Texas, so that'll be interesting. I'm bringing Pokemon. I'm going to try and not kill myself if the train's Wi-Fi is garbage because it will inevitably be garbage, but it should be a lot of fun. Hope, hoping to learn a lot like I learned last year and uh, improve the show for you guys, maybe even meet some guests, who knows. But without further ado, I guess, let's uh, get into the episode. Alright guys, so I've been having, uh, you know, not good luck jungling in solo queue. I am thinking I'm about ready to just drop the role entirely and switch to be a solo lane main, so that would be mid and top. And the reason for that being that uh, Katarina is my main mid laner right now, and a big part of it is Master Yi being as just garbage tier as he is. I honestly think he's probably the worst jungler in the game. I mean, you could maybe name one or two that are worse, but of the junglers that are you know considered junglers, like yeah, Timo jungle is probably worse, but he just is so outclassed in every department by other characters and it's just not fun to play him because of how bad he is so until he gets some buffs i'm gonna probably be sort of making a gradual shift towards mid and top lane um with that said i'm not the best laner as of right now but i'm learning as i go and i do know a little bit about basic lane mechanics and what you can do to win so i wanted to talk about some of the most simple ways that you can win your lane and simple, you know, wave control techniques, all that kind of stuff. So this applies more in a solo lane, but well, it doesn't apply more, but it's a bit simpler to use in a solo lane. So you know that on your seventh creep in mid and top, you'll hit level two. So what you want to do is just push the lane slightly, slightly, not pushing it hard you just want to push it a little bit more than your opponent so that you'll hit level 2 first. Because having an entire other spell that this person doesn't have is a huge advantage. I mean, think about if you're playing, you know, Zed versus Karthus and you're Zed. You hit level 2, you get your shadow, you instantly jump onto him with your shadow, hit him with two shurikens and an auto attack. That's like 
250 health right off the bat, just gone because you hit level two first and he wasn't expecting you to go that aggressive. Ari, you get charm and Q. That's the same thing. If you hit that charm, then it's going to chunk their health and they have no way to retaliate because of um, them not having any spells. They don't have anything they can do back. There are a ton of champions that can abuse this. Renekton and Riven in the top lane are extremely good. Uh, even Garen can abuse it in the top lane. There's just so many champions that can abuse this. And then it applies even in the bot lane. I'm not sure which minion is the exact one where both of you will hit level 2. But if you're playing bot lane and you get some poke on them at level 1 and then go in at level 2, that's free summoners popped if you're playing... If you've got a kill lane support like Leona who can just jump onto them and then stun... Well, they're going to have to burn a flash or heal if you've got if you're running a lane bully lane. So being able to predict when you'll hit level 2 versus when the enemy will win level or will hit level 2 helps you win your lane and helps you get really favorable trades really early on because if they don't have any health potions left or if they have to, you know, burn a teleport to get back into lane just because of what you did, they're already massively behind you in terms of lane control. So that's a great thing that you can do to win your lane. Um, the next thing is get jungle help and control the wave in a way that your jungler can actually help you (laughs) because I guarantee if you're in the middle of the lane, then your jungler is probably not going to be able to help you unless you've got something like Zach on your team with extremely long range ganks. It's just too hard to gank when the lane is in a lot of specific places. So the other thing that people don't seem to realize is that being under your tower is a terrible time for your jungler to help you in most cases. Now, in lower elo, when people don't understand jungling as much and, you know, the laners don't really expect the jungle ganks as much as they do in the higher elos, if someone shoves you under tower some of the time, they'll stick around. But most of the time what happens when you're under your tower is they back off and go ward or they back off and go sit in the brush so that, you, so that they don't get ganked because... You have to stay and get those minions to not fall behind. It's a terrible time to get ganked because either you try to help with the gank and you lose all the CS or you try and uh, or you don't help with the gank and your jungler dies 1v1 or somehow 1v1s them which is going to be rare for that to happen without them just being able to escape or you guys go and get the kill together because they overstayed and you still miss the CS. There's no way that it's a perfect situation for you to get ganked when you're under tower. So what you want to do if you're in a losing lane matchup or if you really need the jungler's help or really want the jungler's help is you either shove hard, get it under their tower and poke them down so that you and your jungler can execute a dive. Risky as hell, but it works in a lot of cases. I was playing uh, top lane one time and in the enemy top was a Renekton, and the enemy jungler was in Italy, and they were pre-made. And all... Oh, I was playing Irelia. That was it. And all that would happen the entire game is Renekton would zone me off the CS, shove me under my tower, stun me, Nidalee Spear, and I would have full health to dead with no counterplay whatsoever. Uh, the only thing that we really could have done is had my jungler camp the lane, but there was... that I didn't have any options because... I couldn't contest the CS with Renekton, and I couldn't counter push as fast as he could shove the lane in. And then even when I have the protection of my turret, they dove me at level 3. I don't know what to do in that situation. So diving the turret can help, but ideally, as I was saying, 
What you want is to freeze the wave, either shove it in, like I said, or freeze it right in front of your turret. So they still have to stick around because they have to get their CS or they have to at least get the experience. So they can't just go wander off in the jungle because, you know, all of your minions are dead and there's nothing for them to take. So they still have to stay around, but they're really close to your turret. And especially in top lane, that can be a really good time for your jungler to gank because they're pushed up and but but you can't you won't miss a ton of CS or experience for going in on it. So that's how you control that lane to get jungler help. Because jungler help is probably the easiest, most simple way to win the game. If you do it with a jungler as a hard carry and just have them get you ahead, that's a good way to win games. But you can also get help from the random junglers unless they don't feel like helping you. But you have to make sure that you set it up and make it as appealing and easy for them to gank as possible because you as the laner, it's your job to initiate the gank. Uh, when the jungler goes in, most of the time, it should be after you've gone in. Again, there are exceptions, but, you know, that's that's about it. <laughs> it, it should be you going first, unless you just lack all hard CC, like uh, Katarina or something. Katarina usually waits for her jungler to go in, for her to go in, because... It's, she doesn't offer much for the gank besides a little bit of damage. It's it's pretty hard for her to go in. The next tip I have is to kind of notice cooldowns and notice abilities being used because you don't have to memorize every cooldown in the game. I have very, very few cooldowns memorized, if any, actually, except for maybe like a couple ultimates, but even that I don't really know. So you can just estimate, but you know that if Thresh just used Death Sentence, it's not up right now. <laughs> you just, you know that it's not going to be up for, you know, at least 10 or 15 seconds. And just knowing that you have that rough window to go and harass him without him being able to retaliate as much as he would like, you will have a better time in your lane because there's no, nothing that he can really do to retaliate. That's just free damage that you're getting onto him. And then if he does try and go for an all-in, if him and his AD carry do try and go for an all-in when you guys start harassing them, then they're missing that important cooldown. As long as their jungler doesn't come out of nowhere, you guys have a very strong advantage in that fight. And it, abusing cooldowns, it sounds like a much more complicated trick than it actually is. It, don't overthink it. Just know they just use this ability. I've got five or six seconds to go harass them. That, that's it. it. That's all it has to be. You know, unless it's a ridiculously long cooldown, like, you know, ultimates are a lot easier to do this with. If Varus just missed his ultimate, then great, that's a good time to get ganked. He's even more vulnerable than usual. That's a good time to go harass him, because you have an ultimate and he doesn't. The next easy way to trade with them is to wait for them to go for CS. And, you know, if some of you guys are in the, the dark pits of low bronze, maybe they don't go for CS, so this might not be useful. But everyone tries to farm, at least. I think... I honestly think everyone tries. <laughs> so when a minion on your team is, or on your team, I guess, when one of your minions is low, chances are they're going to try to harass or try to last hit it. And that's a great time to harass them because they're focused on getting that CS and they're going to be in their auto attack animation to get that CS. So you just have a free window of opportunity to hit them. And it, it's that simple. <laughs> you, if especially against uh, if you're a range champion in a melee matchup, that can be extremely useful. So like Zed versus Ari is a bad lane for Ari. So if you're 
the aura, you need to get all the advantages you can. Well, one of your advantages is you can see Zed walk into melee range to get last hits, and that's a great time to land both your Qs on him, or, you know, both hits of your Q on him, because he's not going to be focused on, you know, trading with you. He's not going to be focused on dodging it. He's going to be trying to get that CS. I mean, best case scenario, he burns his W, you ping your jungler to come, and then you guys kill him just because you harassed him while he was trying to get that CS. I mean, that's not going to happen every time. But, I mean, you know, it, it's it's going to happen sometimes. And that's that also falls into abusing cooldowns. I should have mentioned that when they use their escape, they're especially vulnerable to ganks. So it can be good to bait those out a lot of the time against champions like uh, Zed and Ari. If you can bait Ari's ult, that can be really useful because then she's actually, you know, gankable. <sighs> Ari is so much fun to play, but damn, she's so annoying to play against. <laughs> I need to learn how to play her. I was pretty good. Like, I was making some montage plays, but then I would just completely whiff everything, so it's it's kind of kind of all over the place is what my performance on Ari was, but she's definitely one of the mid laners I'm looking to learn and pick up. I suppose my final tip is a little bit of a letdown, I guess it's going to be, but it's very easy to remember. It's don't let these tactics get used on you <laughs> because all of these scenarios that I've just described put you in a favorable position. Well, there's nothing stopping the enemy from using the same things on you. So you have to kind of be able to predict what they're going to do and be able to understand like, okay, I can tell by the way he's posturing that he's going to harass me when I go for the CS. Because it's okay to miss some CS, especially as a melee champion in a lane. Like, if you're playing Garen against Teemo, and you try and go for every CS as Garen, you're just going to die. And then guess what? You miss all the CS and all the experience. Whereas, at least if you just stay there, you're only missing experience. I mean, or you're only missing the gold. There, there's nothing worse than dying because you wanted to get a CS. And... Nothing worse than dying because you just overstayed and their jungler came and helped. It's just, if you let these get used on you, you will lose lane, guaranteed, and that's not good. A lot of players aren't going to know about these, and even more players aren't going to use them, even if they do know about them, and I mean, I'm guilty of that too. I don't always, you know, do all this stuff. I uh, played a Darius game, and I actually did pretty well. A lot of the reason why was because... I used a lot of these t uh, these tips, and I mean, I was playing against Kennen, like, that's not an easy matchup, but I got a lot of jungler help, and I didn't die to the Kennen in lane. Actually, I might have died once, but I think I killed their, or I died a couple times after laning, but I think I only died once in lane, and it was when their jungler came, and I, like, killed the jungler, or I killed Kennen, and then the other one killed me, something like that. It was a one-for-one, one, I'm pretty sure, but regardless, I I am not a great laner, and I am working on it, but... I genuinely believe that if you consistently use all of these, that you can become a diamond-level laner pretty quickly because the basics are the most important part of the game. And all of these tips that I've shared are basic tips for laning. You probably heard them before, but it's worth reiterating because they are just so helpful and so useful and so applicable in every game that you play when you're laning. And I mean, even if you don't lane, even if you're a jungler you should still understand wave control because you have to be able to predict when you're going to be able to help lanes. So, you know, if you see the turret shoved um, 
if you see your bot lane's turret and they're freezing it just outside the turret range, you can look at that and say, oh, well, that's a great place for their jungler to gank them, and they don't have it warded. I'm going to go counter gank. Then their jungler shows up. You show up at the same time, and you guys get a triple kill. Knowing wave control is not just for laners, and it's not just for AD carry mid and top players. Supports and junglers need to understand it as well because it's a huge part of the early game is how you control the minion waves and how you harass. So anyways, the original point there that I was making was don't have these tactics used on you. It's a lot easier to see them coming if you yourself utilize them. So just play every game with all of your focus on the game and actively look at what you could be doing because if you just keep autopilot laning waiting for the mid game to happen you're gonna miss out on some significant advantages you could have had if you'd been playing more attentively so that's what i have to say wish me luck when i'm trying to lane all right guys that's it for this episode of league of legends radio thank you guys for listening um follow me on twitter at ella legends radio if you haven't by this point you're just not one of the cool kids. So, uh, I mean, it's a little late, but, you know, you can try and hop on the bandwagon now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Twitter's good. Email's good. Pondercyline at Gmail. Send me whatever the hell you want. As long as it's, you know, not lewd. And, uh, yeah, anyways. I guess I don't have anything else. Hey, someone should draw me one of those uh, friggin'... You know how, like, Bjergsen has those little cartoon versions of himself? Someone should drop me one of those, and I would be, like, overjoyed if one of you guys did that. I guess you don't know what I look like, though, so that makes it harder. But I would just love to have one of those cartoon avatar things. That would be, like, my dream come true. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I don't think you guys do either. How could you guys know what I'm talking about if I don't know what I'm talking about? <sighs> that's that's usually the cue to wrap up, so <laughs> thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you on the flippity-flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.